Holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. This is a quote by Buddha. If you haven't heard it, I'm sure you can relate or understand it. It's just something that is so simple because sometimes people just don't understand what they've done to make you angry and they don't even know. And you have spent your entire life holding on to a negative emotion that is causing you immense harm. Hello and welcome to my podcast, Unapologetically KK. The topic I'd like to discuss today is anger. Most people feel angry from time to time. Many also find themselves on the receiving end of those who would lash out at them in anger. But how do we handle anger? What is it? What causes anger? What do we do to deal with the anger that we're feeling? Do we understand what we're feeling? These are the things that I'd like to talk about today. And when I started researching this, I came across some very interesting facts. But let us start with what really is the definition of anger. Anger is a strong feeling of annoyance, displeasure or hostility. If you're mad about something and you're not going to take it anymore, you're feeling anger, which is a strong emotion that you experience when someone or something frustrates or annoys you. We've all felt it. We we feel it constantly. Now, what we don't realize is there are varying degrees of anger. Anger can be justifiable anger, it can be annoyance anger, or it can be aggressive anger. And we need to be able to distinguish what type of anger we're feeling, how we are reacting, what that anger is doing to our life. Because not handling this emotion in the right way can cause immense harm over a very long period of time in your life. Suppressed anger is one of the biggest problems that we have because we are unable to express that anger in a positive manner. Yes, I said it, express the anger in a positive manner. And that can be done. And this is what I'd like to talk about. But let's start at the basic first. What causes anger? So there can be many, many, many different triggers for anger. And they can be something that are very personal to you. It could be something that you have experienced growing up and therefore it has over time become a trigger for you. So there isn't a standard trigger for anger, but anger usually is a reaction to a trigger. So most of these things that trigger you are repeated over and over and over again and comes to a point where it could become something that causes constant annoyance in your life. And not dealing with that can lead to other problems um, so we do tend to think anger is only a negative emotion, but it also has its positive sides. And that is something that we need to understand what we are feeling, how it's making us feel, and more importantly, how are we reacting? So justifiable anger is having a sense of moral outrage at the injustices of the world. We've all felt that. We see something, we it just makes us so angry, but then that anger is more of a motivation for us to say, we can't take this any longer, we must do something about it. And it helps you propel yourself into action rather than just feeling an emotion and not doing something about it. Now, whether that's the destruction of the environment, oppression of human rights, cruelty towards animals, violence in the community, an abusive relationship at home, it could be anything. But justifiable anger may have benefits in the short term as its intensity can be used uh, to channel yourself 
into some form of action for change. However, any type of anger or negative emotion over a long period of time is inherently unhealthy as it robs us of our peace of mind and it causes suffering within. And that's really what Buddha's phrase refers to, that holding on to anger is unhealthy for you. It's almost like a poison in your body that slowly over time will eat away at you and you won't even know why you have become this angry, resentful person. And then the the triggers that actually started to cause this anger and resentment within you become long forgotten. And now everything becomes a trigger. So this is something that must be dealt with as it's happening. And there are various different ways to do that. But let's get on to the next form of anger, which is annoyance anger. And it's the most common type of anger. Annoyance anger can arise from many frustrations of daily life. You know, driver cuts you off on the road, your partner says something that's insensitive, your kids don't listen to you, your boss is a complete and utter jerk. I mean, there are a lot of things in daily life that kind of give you that instant reaction of you getting annoyed, irritated, puts you into a bad mood, it makes you think, you know, I can't do this any longer. But then you get back into your real life and you kind of move on and you deal with it. Now, the list can go on and on. But when we follow or when we focus on this negative anger and we internalize it, we start to believe that people are doing it for a particular reason to make us angry specifically, that's when it starts becoming a problem. That's when people's words and actions become a trigger to us. They don't mean it, but we don't really stop to think and and understand why we're feeling what we're feeling. We, we're quite quick to blame other people to say, you made me angry. You are doing it on purpose. You don't care about me. And therefore, that becomes a constant trigger that we learn to live with. And becoming upset and getting triggered is literally giving power to somebody else to say, you control the way I feel today. And therefore, it is something that we must eliminate on a regular basis. This can be small triggers that when handled at that particular time, when communicated effectively at that particular time, and you get it out of the way, is something that won't even register within you. However, if you allow this anger to stay within you and fester and and there are more and more things that you're adding into your life negatively on a daily basis, it just becomes at some point too big a problem to handle and you don't know where it started and you don't know how it started, but you just know that you are now carrying this negative burden with you constantly and therefore everything becomes a trigger. Let's move on to aggressive anger, which is often used in situations where an individual attempts to exercise dominance, intimidation, manipulation, or control over someone else. Now, when expressed repeatedly in relationships, aggressive anger becomes bullying, oppression, psychological or physical and emotional violence and abuse. This type of anger may seem powerful on the outside, but often betrays an individual's insecurity on the inside. Trying to understand why somebody does something negatively to you is such a difficult thing to do. And, you know, you're not always equipped to understand why people are doing it. And so you internalize and some, in some way take the blame for some other person's actions. You think that you're doing something to trigger these reactions. You are not worthy of love. You don't deserve to be treated a certain way. And therefore you take on that anger, which is being directed at you, which has nothing to do with you. So... There are a lot of different forms of, of how 
we experience anger, what we do with it, how we react to it, how we accept it over time. And and one of the things that we need to understand really is that this is not necessary. Like all different forms of negative emotion, negative energy, once you start to understand the pattern, once you start to understand what you're feeling, you can fix it. You can get better. You can handle it better. And and in order to do that, you really need to understand what you're feeling. You need to be able to look at things from an objective point of view and say, this is not meant for me. I didn't cause this and therefore it doesn't belong to me. And anger as a negative emotion not only makes you feel sad, it makes you do stupid things without noticing the risks. And it can be self-destructive. We've all been through it. This is not something that, you know, only a few people experience. This is not something that we can turn around and say, it doesn't bother me. It's never affected me. I know how to handle my anger. We've had our moments of weakness. We've had our anger take over and said things or done things that we regret. But it's the degree with which you react that makes a difference in your life and in the lives of the people who are close to you and who and who you are projecting that anger on. As civilized people, as we like to think we are, do their best to suppress, redirect, hide or mask their anger. Most of us treat our anger as though it's an unreasonable, unshowable, unmentionable emotion. Something happens, you do not want to react negatively when you are in a public situation probably because people are going to think you're being unreasonable and you think you're being unreasonable and so you suppress it. Now, suppressing anger doesn't make it go away. Addressing anger does make it go away and that is the distinct difference between how you handle, how you react and what you do with the anger that you're feeling. Whether you can rationalize the trigger that that has caused this negative emotion within you was really not a trigger at all and it it is probably coming from somewhere else and you deal with that emotion or you take it on and say everything goes is going wrong in my life everyone's out to get me and then that is really a, a deep 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 fall down a dark 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 rabbit hole and we don't want to go there but like all emotions it has its purposes which can be used for positive outcomes yes I said that you can use your anger positively and here's how it can be a motivating force. Have you ever heard of people turning their anger into positive energy? Yes, it has happened. It does happen. Now, research shows that anger can be that push, that little nudge that you need to stop moving towards your goal faster and it can help you overcome the obstacles and barriers you thought you were not able to get past. It's something that creates this passion within you that says, I cannot take this any longer and I am going to do something to change the way I feel. And that can have a positive outcome. So it can be used as a motivating force to get off a stagnant stage in your life and say, I've had enough. Let me do something. Let me use this anger to push me forward in the right direction. Research also shows that angry people are more optimistic. Now, this came as a surprise to me because you don't associate a negative emotion with a positive outcome. You do not associate an angry person with being optimistic. It's just the way we are wired and it's just the way we're taught how to think about emotions. You know, happy people are optimistic. Angry people are angry. So 
it did come as a surprise to me. But apparently, this is the one thing that angry people have in common with happy people because they tend to be more optimistic when you are angry about something and it is something that is a just cause. It is something that is... When you are angry about something and you're angry because you are angry towards an injustice, it makes you feel good. Wanting to change the world and make it better is a good emotion, a feel-good emotion. It is an optimistic way of looking at things rather than saying, what can I do? I am a single person. I can do nothing. The passion the anger creates is a passion towards a positive change that you want to see in the world, into your life, into your relationships. So it can be a positive thing when you feel that as long as you do something positive with that. Another reason is that it can benefit relationships. Ever been in a relationship where you suppress your anger, your your partner, your spouse, your significant other keeps annoying you, but you think, I can't say anything, I'm being unreasonable, I mustn't say anything, so you don't say anything. And then you expect your partner to have these telepathic powers to know instinctively what you're feeling without you expressing yourself or communicating what is annoying you. It could be something really small that could trigger this this anger within you and your spouse is completely unaware of what it is that has triggered you because you just refuse to say anything and you have learned to accept to say that I am being unreasonable and I shouldn't really point out that this thing annoys me. It happens to the best of us. I mean, how many times has your partner or your significant other or your spouse turned around and say, what is wrong with you? Why are you being so unreasonable? Is it that time of the month, PMS? And you want to strangle them even more. So it's happened to the best of us. Now, if you use your anger as a positive indication of something annoying you, you know, just thinking you're being unreasonable is is not necessary. What you can do is you can communicate. You can communicate in an effective, positive manner to say, you did this, I didn't like it, could we talk about it? It is natural to feel angry when you have been wrong, but society tells us we need to learn how to handle our emotions and our outbursts of anger are seen as lack of control over these emotions. So, however, if you do not express your anger in closed relationships when you feel wronged, your partner may not know the source of your anger and may not be able to help you. There are several situations in your life where somebody around you who loves you, who wants to support you, who wants to be there for you, wants to help you. But if you do not communicate, they will not be able to help you. That's just the fact of life. How can somebody get into your head and understand what you're feeling when sometimes you don't understand what you're feeling? You don't understand why you're feeling, what you're feeling, where this 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 unrest and, and, and uneasiness in your life is coming from. If you can't break it down, you shouldn't expect somebody else to break it down, no matter how close you think you are to them. Nobody can read your mind. And so communicating effectively what you're feeling can actually help your relationships and bring you closer to the people you love and those who love you. Effective communication is always the answer and the best way to do that is to understand what you're feeling and therefore have a conversation around it rather than suppress it and make it bigger than what it is. Anger also provides self-insight. If we allow it, why am I angry? What is bothering me? What is the real reason that I am angry? And how can I get past this? Self-reflection is an amazing tool to help you understand yourself better, to do better, to want better, to come out of a negative situation 
as quickly as possible. But we do not allow ourselves this opportunity. Looking at ourselves of what we are feeling rather than what someone else has made us feel is one of the things that we do to ourselves all the time. We must understand what we are feeling and not what somebody else is doing to us. Our focus cannot be external. It must be internal. Somebody is doing something. We can see that. That's a fact. But why they're doing it is not something you know you can understand unless you have a conversation around it. You assume certain things a person has done to you and you assume the reasons why they have done those things to you and therefore you react to your assumptions because you are not having a conversation. You're not doing anything to open yourself up to understanding what really is happening and why the person is doing what they're doing or why certain things are happening to you. So anger at you being in a certain situation all the time, you being in a certain state of mind all the time can help you get out of it and break that cycle. I recently had a breakthrough with this. And, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine about a situation that I had I had been part of and I was venting as usual. This happened, that happened. Oh my God, I can't believe, you know, people can do this and how could they do this to me and why did they do this to me? I just don't understand human beings. I'm not from this planet. I don't understand human behavior. What the hell is wrong with everybody? I went on for a fairly long period of time venting with a very, very patient friend till I came to a point where my own voice started to irritate me. I literally said, I cannot hear myself complain any longer. What is wrong with me? And at that point, I turned towards understanding, what really am I angry about? What has bothered me so much that I am behaving in this way? And I refuse to feel like this anymore. And when you do that, when you have that power to look within yourself and say, I need to stop this. This is not healthy for me. This is not making me feel good. I refuse to let myself behave this way any longer. That's when you start to change. That's when you start to want something better for yourself. And that's when you start to work towards that goal. So if we can notice when we get angry and why, then we can learn what to do to improve our lives. Anger can motivate us to change our lives for the better. It definitely can. I have experienced it. You know, it's starting to make me look at situations differently to say no one's out to get me. No one's out to trigger me to become angry. I am doing this to myself and therefore I take responsibility for my actions and my emotions. And human emotions seem extremely complicated. But if we are able to break them down to its lowest level, we start to realize how simple they are. There's an action. There's a reaction. Sometimes the action is something you see versus what it actually is. So perception is everything. And happy isn't always good and angry isn't always bad. A happy person may be content with the way things are, you know, may be happy with the status quo, may not feel the need to get involved in any injustices they see around them. But an angry person may be motivated enough to bring about a change and fight for what's right. So looking at things and putting things into perspective, understanding your emotions and what you're feeling and why you're feeling it is the start to every positive change you want to see in your life. Everything is what you want it to be. The way you are reacting is something that you are doing 
Can anger and other types of negative emotions be de-escalated, diminished or dissolved? Yes, it's definitely possible to do that. Healthy self-awareness, the desire to learn and grow and a willingness to improve communication and emotional intelligence are the keys to success. Understand what you're feeling, why you're feeling, how you're feeling and then communicate it. People who love you will understand. What they don't understand is unreasonable, illogical behavior. So you need to communicate effectively. And in order to do that, you need to understand yourself much better. Open yourself up to understanding what you're feeling. And that sets you on a path of self-awareness. So I'm going to leave you with this thought. Are you able to sit and be openly honest with yourself? Do you know what you feel, why you feel, and are you able to effectively communicate that? If not, you need to start doing that now. Remember, the opposite of anger is not calmness, it's empathy. Understanding somebody else and why they're doing what they're doing goes a long way in understanding what is happening around you. This is Kanchan Kulkarni saying goodbye for now and speak to you again soon.